Bubble Babies. Welcome back to Brown, Bad, and Bothered. I'm your host, Andrea, and if you are new here, have a fabulous time exploring this podcast. So, as promised, I'm starting off this episode with the new section where I update y'alls on my week or what's been happening since the last episode. Um... I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but please let me know if it has. As per usual, I'm going to give way too many details before I get into the point of this story time or what's been happening, right? Basically, it's period week and being diagnosed with PCOS and endometriosis. Yes, I know I'm a very lucky girl. Um, My period is absolutely dreadful. It is an emotional, physically draining roller coaster of a time. The last few months, my symptoms have been quite good actually. Uh, Something that I deal with a lot is hormonal acne, painful cystic hormonal acne and I am guaranteed to get at least one, usually one now, on my chin or my cheek that's just really painful during my cycle, right? But for the last couple of months, my acne has been bearable. She's been listening to me. We've been, you know, we've been playing on the same team. We've been listening to each other. We've been showing appreciation for my skincare routine until this week. This bitch really came for me. I have had so many painful cystic inflamed red breakouts um, on both sides of my face. So on my chin, on my jawline and on my cheeks. And for the last couple of days, I haven't been able to let either side of my cheeks like even touch my pillow when I've been sleeping. And it's gotten a little bit better. A couple of days ago, for the first time, I noticed a pimple in an area that I usually don't get. And oh, this already just sounds dodgy as fuck. I'm sorry. But I got a pimple right on the borderline, like on the no man's area between where my cheekbone ends and where my eye bag starts. And it's it was really red. It was starting to get really painful. I was like, okay, it's going to be fine. It's fine. It's a delicate area. Don't panic. It'll be okay. It's going to be the usual shindig, right? Woke up the next day, went around my business, made my bed, you know, um, had my protein shake, went to the gym, worked out, had brunch, and then I went to pee. And as I was peeing, this is probably TMI. I'm sorry. I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to set the mood, okay? I look, turn to the side and I look into the mirror and my face looks fucking distorted. I don't know how I didn't realize when I went to the gym, but I guess it's because I had glasses on and the lighting is really bad. But I noticed like I my entire eye socket, like below my eye where my eye bag is, was swollen. It was puffy. It looked like someone had beaten me up. It was like it was a type of puffy where like when you touch it, it's like squishy jelly and it just, it was really uncomfortable and this has never happened to me before so I was panicking because one, it's in such a delicate area and it's so close to my eye and um, I was like, is this pimple so infected? Am I going to become blind? I like took photos. The photos didn't really do justice to how bad it looked and then I sent it to like a group chat of the girls and one of the girls was kind enough to show her mom who's a doctor and like, you know, she gave me some medical advice and I'm healing now. Turns out it is because of the infected acne, I had I have an edema which is like fluid and swelling and stuff not to be confused for an anema guys okay but as I was figuring this out I was panicking because I went on Google I couldn't come across and like anyone who had experienced this too. I was I was really digging. I wanted to see if this was normal because this has never happened to me before. Um, so if you've had something similar, if you've had an acne spot like just puff up insanely on a quarter of your face, please let me know. Or if you've had 
acne on your close to your eye has this happened to you is this normal because i really couldn't find anything um but to make it even better my boyfriend who has been away for six weeks on vacation comes home tomorrow and i have spent the last six weeks you know going to the gym eating healthy taking care of myself in every aspect so i can glow up for the new year but now he's gonna come home tomorrow <laughs> And let's just say I don't look my sexiest. Otherwise, I am doing great. No anxiety, no stress this week. However, I did message my man like five times to ask him if he still loves me. But we're gonna blame that on the goddamn hormones, alright? So that's my little quick update. Nothing else really happening that of value, I think. But moving on to today's episode, I have a question for you cuties, okay? I know we are all raised to be super kind and welcoming and we're even push to bend backwards for other people right from a young age we will be bending it like Beckham to make everyone around us happy and comfortable and all that jazz but my question is are you kind to yourself so my answer is I feel like I'm pretty kind to the people around me I think I'm very caring and I'm supportive to my loved ones but I've really noticed that the kindness that I apply to other people I don't really practice it on myself when I look back at all the really bad moments of my overthinking, which I've spoken about before on this platform, or when I feel really low about myself and my insecurities are flaring. I've noticed that negative self-talk and being really unkind to myself is what really digs the grave and hits the nail on the coffin for me during these moments or these situations, right? And that's very unkind of me. When was the last time you genuinely paid attention to your thoughts? Our lives go by really fast, right? We're busy and it's easy to live in an autopilot mode, right? And to go about your day without noticing a single thought that's been traveling through your mind. And the first step to understanding negative self-talk or when you're, you know, when you're being unkind to yourself is simply tuning in and starting to pay attention. And then the next step is challenging them. I know so many of us have, you know, the level of kindness to ourselves where we do like self-care routines, like a face mask or going out for a walk or practicing yoga and meditating. Like a lot of us have had that sort of down and we're acing it. But when it comes to actual kindness, like verbal kindness to yourself, where are we on that journey, right? Because self-talk can actually be really helpful to keep us motivated and push us towards our goals however negative self-talk will do the opposite it's an inner critic um it can take many forms it can sound like i'm not that i'm not that good at this so i shouldn't really bother attempting it or it can be kind of cruel like i never get anything right it you know it can even delve into a disastrous declaration especially when you're an overthinker to say things like i'm probably gonna fail this class and then i'll never get into university so So I did a little bit of a deep dive into how I treat myself and this is something that I've been doing for the last couple of months and more specifically I've been doing a deep dive on how I talk to myself and what I've noticed is that there are about four or five things that I specifically talk badly about myself about or I um I'm unkind to myself about, right? And the first is my insecurity with acne, right? So in 2019, I was... 2019 or 2020? 2020, I was diagnosed with PCOS. And for the couple of months leading up to that, I noticed that like my 
acne and was picking up a lot again. I was dealing with scarring. I was starting to feel really bad about myself. And then when I got diagnosed with PCOS, it made sense. And since then, I've been on this journey of like trying to clear my skin up. And for a good part of 2020, um, there was so much pressure to heal my PCOS and to heal my PCOS symptoms like hair fall. And I was literally going, getting bald patches on my hairline and like acne, right? And there was a lot of negative self-talk because I was investing so much time in trying to clear my skin and there was so much pressure that when it wasn't working out, when I would look into the mirror, I would really criticize myself and I was, you know, I was like, oh, I feel so ugly. Like, I've never been that person that felt the need to wear makeup to go outside, right? But like, even though it was COVID and I was wearing a mask, if I knew there was a chance I had to remove my mask in some sort of situation, I felt uncomfortable not at least covering up my acne marks. I felt unattractive and I would really go through these moments and waves of really feeling ugly but it's so weird right because when I look at other people who have acne or who are very open about posting about the acne journey on social media like I never look at them and I'm never like oh my god you look ugly I like I I feel proud of them for you know having this vulnerability that I didn't have and the strength and I feel like you know like oh this is such a normal thing and they're beautiful like acne doesn't make you ugly but I wasn't applying that same message to myself you know it it really it also sucked for my boyfriend because when I would feel this way like I'd go up to him and I would say things like oh, I feel so ugly I feel unattractive why like I don't understand understand why you're even attracted to me and that's so harmful right because like he feels bad and he's like I don't I don't like seeing you this way you know in 2021 I really took the time to like detach myself from that type of talk with my acne because I think it was removing that pressure to have perfect skin and almost having this indifference to whether my skin is looking good or bad I don't know how to explain it but it's like yes I'm taking care of my skin and I'm doing the best to like keep my skin healthy but I'm gonna love my skin regardless of when it's looking good and when it's breaking out because like she deserves to be loved and to be taken care of and I deserve to be beautiful like feel beautiful and know that I'm beautiful regardless of what my skin looks like so removing that unkindness and negative talk to like physical insecurities has been really like helpful on my journey of realizing that like you know as much as acne sucks it shouldn't be like taking over how you view yourself right another thing that I notice where I'm in the cycle of negative self-talk is when I'm dealing with overthinking or achievement anxiety right there are a lot of times where I'm achieving a lot of things in academically or personally but I always feel like I'm not achieving anything and I feel like I'm always like oh I'm not doing enough and I go in the cycle when reality like I'm often overworking myself and I'm not like giving myself credit when credit is due right and I'm not appreciating my accomplishments and then with the overthinking like as soon as I take one thing off the list of what I of a goal or what I've achieved I immediately start worrying and I spoke about this in a previous episode where I immediately start worrying about all the negative variables or outcomes that could happen trying to achieve my next goal. And I'm putting myself in the cycle of never ending stress and causing problems in my mind. And like when I'm causing these problems in my mind, I'm not doing it in a frame of thought of like, oh, if this problem arises, I'll overcome it. It's always in this frame of mind of like, if a problem arises, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like I'm going to panic. I can't handle it. Like what's wrong with me? Like, oh, and I add so much stress just with all that negative talk of worrying, not believing I'm able or capable of overcoming whatever comes into my path. Right. And that's something that I've been changing where I've 
I've now accepted that, you know, there's always going to be problems in life and you have to find happiness irregardless of that. And you have to have faith and confidence in yourself, in your ability to overcome these challenges. Otherwise, you're just always going to feel like shit. And then another time I, I'm not so nice to myself is when I feel immense guilt over my anxiety I'm quite self-aware of my anxiety and like the waves of how my anxiety comes and goes and all of that and there are times where I feel like a burden I feel difficult I feel like I'm too much because of my anxiety and how it affects the people in my life and obviously that's not healthy um and I'm just trying to do better (laughs) and then I think another time where I probably normalize negative self-talk and I think this is something that's going to be very relatable for our generation is normalizing jokes where I'm the butt of the joke or self-deprecating is that the word self-deprecating jokes I hope I'm that's the right word um and it's so normalized because of like twitter culture and meme culture just social media right where um we throw these jokes about like our depression our anxiety about like oh my god just kill me I just want to die or whatever and like yes they're jokes and like in a social situation when you're saying it out loud to other people it's funny it's supposed to be light-hearted dark humor but what happens is when like you repeatedly say those things out loud when you're around other people the higher the chances of those things being repeated in your mind when you're alone but then there's no one there to laugh and like sort of remind you it's a joke you just start thinking it's actual facts and that's not healthy realize that it was starting to affect how I viewed and thought of myself when I was alone and it's now something that I avoid doing. And basically, when it comes to negative self-talk, a lot of the times that inner voice in your head, that inner critic may sound a lot like you're a parent or a toxic friend from your past. And, you know, negative self-talk is this dialogue that can be limiting your ability to believe in yourself and your own abilities to reach your potential negative self-talk can not only be stressful but it can stunt your success and your ability to um, achieve your goals. I think that you know within the South Asian community or even the larger people of color community um, it's so normalized for parents to have an overly critical and verbally demeaning habit or attitude towards us um seen as a justifiable parenting um trait or habit because of how widespread it is within multiple communities um i think a lot of it is you know for children of immigrants our parents have moved countries they've moved across continents they've worked so hard they have their own generational trauma just trying to get us to where um we are now so they have high standards for success and achievement for us so when they feel like we're slacking in some way they think that like you know criticizing us is what's going to push us to be better and because of the hardships they felt they feel like they have the right to say certain things and then when you also look um in countries like India for example where it's such a competitive country like you literally the academic pressure and competition in even primary school is insane that like you're just expected to excel to such a high level in various ways that it's so normalized to be criticized when you're not reaching a certain standard, right? And when you're so used to hearing the people around you, especially parents or a toxic friend, criticize you that way, it's easy for that negative voice, that external negative voice to become your internal inner critic, right? This negative self-talk can have some pretty damaging impact. Negative self-talk has been found to uh, increase anxiety and depression. It increases stress levels while lowering levels of self-esteem. It can lead to a decreased motivation as well as greater feelings of hopelessness. And what I've noticed is that 
when I am kind to myself. My overall life and my relationships prosper. I feel lighter, I feel happier, I feel more hopeful. I feel a greater sense of purpose and this reward to life on a daily basis, right? And as a result, my relationships have prospered and grown when I'm in the habit of being kind to myself and practicing positive self-talk instead of negative self-talk. Research suggests that people with positive self-talking habits have the mental skills that allow them to solve problems, think differently, and be more efficient at coping with hardships and reducing the harmful effects of stress and anxiety. People who engage in positive thinking experience an increased lifespan. Um, they have lower rates of depression, they have lower levels of distress, they have an improved immune function, and they have better psychological and physical well-being and a greater life satisfaction. So now that we have psychoanalyzed the little meatballs in our heads, how do we practice being kind to ourselves and leave negative self-talk in the past? For me, 2020 is the year of kindness, especially to myself. You know, the last couple of months, especially the last six weeks being alone, I've really, I've really put my best efforts towards being kinder to myself and I'm seeing an immense impact that it's had on my anxiety levels and my confidence and my decrease mood swings so if you struggle with overthinking and anxiety and you're often too hard on yourself and suffer from a need of perfectionism being kinder to yourself could be a key aspect to your healing so here are some tips to minimize negative self-talk catch your critic learn to notice when you're being self-critical in a manner that's harmful and toxic instead of being constructive right for example noticing when you say things to yourself that you wouldn't necessarily say to a good friend or a child right there's a difference between constructive criticism or criticizing someone politely and in a healthy manner like you would to another person um and then just being harmful and rude and you know unnecessarily just shitty to the person while you're criticizing them try to apply that same mindset to yourself remember that thoughts and feelings aren't always reality and that they aren't always fact. You know, sometimes when I'm really in my head and when I'm being really negative or I'm really anxious and overthinking, these negative things that you're telling yourself or these situations that you're telling yourself about feel like they're accurate observations and that they're facts, but they're really just your own thoughts and feelings and, you know, they cannot be considered accurate information your thoughts can be skewed just like everyone else's you know they're subject to biases and the influence of your own mood this is a little bit of a weird one but give your inner critic a nickname there was this character on saturday night live called um or known as debbie downer and she would always find the negative in any situation right and if your inner critic has this amazing skill of always popping up, even in the best of moments and trying to like put a damper on the situation, you can tell yourself, Debbie Downer is doing her own thing again or give her another name or give him another name. When you think of your inner critic as a force outside of yourself and even give it a goofy nickname, it can make it easier for you to realize that you don't have to agree with this inner voice, right? And it becomes less threatening and more easy to see how ridiculous some of your critical thoughts can be. Another tip 
is to shift your perspective, right? Sometimes looking at things in the long run or the greater scheme of things can help you realize that you might be placing too great of an emphasis on something, right? For example, you may ask yourself if something you're upset about right now that is exaggerated in your mind, you're not really thinking clearly, will this thing really matter in five years or in even one year or even in one month? And the answer is usually no. In addition, there are also some pointers that I have for you that will get you started on the active process of positive self-talk. So let's get on with that. So the first is a little bit obvious, practice positive self-talk, right? So always speak to yourself as if you were talking to a friend or family member and if you are a healthy person (laughs) and you're not an asshole, you probably wouldn't say rude things to someone else, right? So if you're not going to say something to someone else, don't say it to yourself. Surround yourself with positive people. When you surround yourself with positive people, their energy, their vibes, their outlooks even, can support your own positivity. Another tip is to be grateful. A great way to find positivity in your life and, you know, to create positive self-talk and to be kind to yourself is to recognize the things in your life for which you can be grateful about. Perform small acts of kindness. So once again, it's been scientifically proven that helping other people leads to you feeling more positive, empowered, and optimistic about life. Genuinely complimenting someone or bringing a friend or a coworker a cup of coffee or holding the door open for someone or even just making eye contact with another person and smiling. These all sound like small things, but they're a great way for you to help others just by being kind and you have a sense of reward and gratification afterwards. The next tip that I have is something that I've been implementing for the last two months and I've seen it honestly really, really works for me. And the tip is to find humor. Laughter really helps with relieving stress and tension, right? So like even just you're in a negative state of mind or when you're anxious and you're stressed, you're you're not just mentally and emotionally tense. You're also, your body is physically tensed and it's your muscles are contracted and it has an impact it all adds up right and you feel drained and you feel on edge and you feel restless and you feel hopeless all of these things are connected finding humor finding something that um makes you laugh and gets you your body rolling and gets your shoulders loosened up it really boosts the positivity in your day-to-day life and it will this could be like you know maybe saying like every day for 10 minutes or 30 minutes or even an hour if you have to watch a comedian or cute animal videos anything that you know is going to make you happy and laugh especially with me being alone for the holidays because of the travel bans and like I mentioned my boyfriend went home for the holidays I've been alone right during the holiday season and I've been seeing everyone be surrounded with the people they love and having fun and like you know I was a little bit nervous about how I was going to handle it but I made it a habit for every day to sit down and to watch an episode of my favorite podcasts that I know are lighthearted and that I know make me laugh. And this has drastically improved my happiness and it's even made me really confident and look forward to the next day because I know I have something to look forward to. I know I have something that's going to cheer me up. I know I have something that's going to make me laugh and you know add value to my life. 
Lastly, when you catch yourself being unkind, shift the perspective of that thought. And this is a very powerful tool to do, powerful tool to have, but it's something that's also going to take a lot of practice. When you have a negative thought, shift the wording into something positive, right? So I've got, I think, um, six examples. The first one, the negative. I'll disappoint everyone if I change my mind. The positive version that you can say is, I have the power to change my mind. Others will understand. Second, the negative, right? I have failed and embarrassed myself. The positive spin on it. I'm proud of myself for even trying. That took courage. And hopefully the next time it works out a little bit better. The third negative statement. I'm overweight and I'm out of shape. I might as well not bother anymore. I give up. The positive twist on that could be I am capable and I am strong and I want to get healthier for me. The next negative statement is I let everyone on my team down when I didn't score. The positive, sports is a team event. We win and lose together. The last negative statement, I have never done this before and I'll be so bad at it. The positive outlook, this is a wonderful opportunity for me to learn from others and for me to grow. If you tend to have negative self-talk and are usually on the side of pessimism, you can learn to change it, right? It takes time and it takes practice, but you can develop uplifting, positive self-talk. And, you know, I think we spend so much time and emphasis on worrying about how much other people like us and how nice we are to other people and what other people think of us. But the reality is that it's as important to question, you know, how much do I like myself? Well, I like myself a lot. Okay, so then I deserve to treat myself kindly. I deserve to give myself love. That's not just face masks and yoga and staying in bed and relaxing by watching Netflix, right? It is also actively reframing unkind, belittling, demeaning, rude thoughts that are demotivating myself and not allowing me to reach my full potential into positive self-talk and self-love, right? Because we all deserve to be kind to the body and the mind and the soul and the heart that's even allowing us to breathe right now. But at the same time, If you find that you're not successful on your own, do talk to a therapist. Um, You know, mental health experts can help you pinpoint the sources of your negative self-talk. But basically, I think that's a wrap for today's little chat. I hope you guys had a great time listening to this episode. I hope it was um, insightful and helpful. I did post um, a Q&A on my story a couple days ago saying, you know, what is your ultimate habit or practice or goal for you to incorporate into 2022 to improve your mental health and well-being and so many of you guys gave your responses and it was so wholesome and it was amazing to see the self-awareness and the motivation for the habits and goals that you guys have set out for yourself and I'm wishing you all the best in achieving that always just remember growth isn't linear it is an up and down so you know if there are days where it's tough to practice your habit or to implement the goal that you've set on yourself be easy on yourself be kind and you know add being kind to yourself as one of the habits and goals that you want to achieve this year I really do think that when it comes to mental health and well-being it is a key aspect that does affect 
a lot of the symptoms and the issues that we do face. So yeah, I think that's enough rambling for today. If you did enjoy today's episode, let me know. Give me some feedback over on Instagram. Make sure you're hitting subscribe and follow, whether you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And please, 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 it would mean the world to me if you could rate and review the podcast too. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. Stay safe.